0: Campuses, It's good to have you this weekend. It is my privilege to introduce our speakers for this weekend. My good friends John and Helen Burns are here. I've known John and Helen for 18 years. They pastor Relate Church in Vancouver, British Columbia, which I think is one of the prettiest cities on the face of the planet. So I get to go there regularly and visit them. But they travel the world teaching on relationships because that is their passion. And they're here this weekend sharing their wisdom on that. So whether you're married or you're single, Turn your ears on and open your heart up because you're going to share life-changing principles about how to do relationships great. So would you give a River Valley welcome to Pastor John Burns? Thanks, Lindsay. It's great to be here, all of your gorgeous faces and everybody online and all the campuses. Last night was a blast. Anybody make it last night? Boy, I loved it. It was, it was so good to be in a place so hungry and so full of, of energy, excitement, expectancy. That's really what God wants. He wants us to live this life abundantly. And I believe that starts with an expectancy in our hearts. So I want to encourage you, invite you to open your heart and expect tonight that you're going to hear something. Okay? Something. Something. I promise, if you expect, you will hear something that will enrich your life, intrigue you, um, make life more interesting, and hopefully settle a few and maybe um, answer a few questions, settle a few maybe not-so-easy so parts of life. Okay. Tonight, I am going to talk about celebrating the differences between he and her, between husband and wife. Between, you know, the reason why we can't make it? It's not working. We are so different. Isn't that weird? Because if you recognize that at the beginning of most relationships, the reason that you are so intrigued with that person is they're so different. And you love all the differences. And it's like, oh, wow. And it's, it's this, this amazing fireworks are going off as you're falling in love. Do you know that nobody falls in love okay falling in love is involuntary it happened to you but actually love is a decision it doesn't ever happen to you you could have feelings happen to you but love is a decision and every one of us can make a decision to love and we should love everybody but if you are married you don't have a choice In God's rule book, you better make the decision to love that person for the rest of your life. And I want to give you a few helpful hints how you can actually do that. We go right back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them. You notice where all the emphasis were on the plurals. We were created in the image of plurals. What do you mean by that? I thought there was only one god. There is one god, but three persons. Father, son, Holy Spirit. Father, amazing, but totally different from son. Amazing and 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 ama- you know spectacular but totally different from Holy Spirit, and yet one. Do you know that's the picture of relationship? That's the picture of marriage. When you come into marriage, you come in with your amazing, spectacular individualism, but you become one. And in relationships, please don't lose yourself. Be yourself. Be all that God's created you to be, but you come in with a one heart, one purpose, one mind, and you're much better together than you are apart. That's the purpose for a relationship. That we can accomplish great things in life. A lot of people, especially singles, think the purpose of life is relationship why? because I don't want to be alone and you know my, my whole goal in life is marriage and marriage is not the goal marriage will help us serve the goal the goal is you and I we have a destiny and a purpose in our life and God's created every one of us to change the world but the fact is we can do more together than we can apart and I love down to verse 28 you go down to verse 28 and it says then God Bless them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Everybody know what that is? That's the birds and the bees. (laughs) That's family. That's kids. That's marriage and family. It says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Do you know dominion comes after family? Family, multiplication, relationship precedes dominion. In other words, I don't think we can have dominion alone. I don't even believe we can be human alone God looked at Adam alone and said not good we got a problem Houston problem what's the problem haven't finished he's not human yet why because he's alone God never created us to be alone and so he fixed the problem by creating the answer and to recognize just that single little piece of information gives us a great understanding of the differences. Because our differences start with our purpose. If You go back to Genesis 2, verse 15. okay, God had created this perfect specimen called Adam. Perfect. I mean perfect. God doesn't do anything that's not perfect. Amen? Amen. Everything God does is perfect. Perfect in every way. And God gave him a job. Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. Do you know that's all about doing? Look after do, 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 do. And have you ever noticed men are all about doing? When two men meet each other for the first time, what's the first question they ask? What do you do? We don't care if you're married. <laughs> or we, we, we care, but not as much as we care about what you do. What you do identifies you. It's, it's what we're all about and Adam was actually doing very good God did not come to correct him on his doing but he stopped him and he says not good because I'm not finished yet you're not human yet because you're still alone so he took and he created the answer look at Genesis 2:18. and the Lord God said it's not good that man should be alone I'll make him a helper comparable completing just like him one that, that actually fits together with him and together we can have relationship. And then back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, which is actually the summation, it's kind of a summary chapter, and what we just read in chapter 2 gives us the in-between details, but the end of the summary in Genesis 1 31 says, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was mwah, very good. You know what very good means in God's language? Good and getting better. Good and getting better. God always looked at the end from the beginning. When he put the two together and he says, now you're one. You start that way as one and then you get more one. You, it's good and getting better. And that's what relationships are supposed to be. Okay? Many people in marriage and in whatever, you know, relationship, they're enduring And often you hear, like, for instance, 25th anniversary, the silver anniversary, congratulations, you made it. (laughs) As if the goal was to make it that long. (laughs) Survive 25 years together. That's not the goal of marriage. Marriage should be good and getting better. Amen? Good and getting better. And often, we have a television show and uh, we've been doing it for years and years and years and we travel and talk about relationships and our television show is all question and answer okay and it started actually as a radio show in a secular world so we learned to talk to secular people where they ask us every kind of question you could possibly come up with I mean every kind of question in a secular world okay and I was actually when we first started quite surprised that we have all the answers in the Bible really the word of God answers this hurting world we live in and then we translated that to a TV show and it was actually called Pure Sex and Relationship for a long time and it got a lot of attention (laughs) I said last night in the TV guide just pure sex you don't have room for the rest so people (laughs) tune in and thought it was you know but instead of getting what they thought it was you know Oma and Opa grandma and grandpa answering questions um, but one of the questions that we often get, you know the world's idea of marriage? The world has given up on marriage in general. You know why? You know what they say about marriage? They put one word on it. Boring. Do you know if you ask the world in general about church, what one word they'd give it? Boring. I wonder why. Could it be that we look bored? not this church but i've been to some that look bored. and actually we need to inform our face (laughs) that our decision is to live this life and it's good and getting better Amen? amen and often we get the question of how do you keep the sizzle in your marriage how do you love for a lifetime i mean that's that's just impossible. How do you follow? How do you have sex with one person for the rest of your life? You know the world says, "How oh, how do you do that?" And to me, the answer is is so simple: stay amazed. Stay amazed. If you would recognize this person that you're married to is created in the image of God, how can you ever think you have exhausted discovering who this person really is? When you first fall in love, you know what falling in love is? It's discovery. You begin a, a journey of discovering who is this person. And you're going, wow. And the, the, the more discovery, wow. You, you, just, you end up falling in love. Why quit? Why not for the rest of your life live in awe? I, I, I love that. You know, Dorothy lived or looking for the wizard or, you know, the wizard of Oz for the land of Oz. Just forget the, you know, the Z and call it awe. Live in the land of awe. Like, wow. And if you do that in every area of your life, I mean, when's the last time you saw a full moon and didn't go, aw? Or saw an eagle up, aw? Or saw this sunset? To me, that is the the amazing value that we get. It's what we give everything in our life. So I want to talk about the differences and how do you stay amazed with this person. Let me start off by talking about the amazing value of women. This is where men should take their pens out. And if you don't have paper, write on your hand. It's bonus points. I'm telling you, it works. And here's some amazing value. I'm just going to give you five, okay? I could, I could go a lot longer, but, but just because of time, I'm going to go five. The amazing value of women. And this is stuff that, that is physiologically true. It's been discovered. I, I went through a, a medical background. I actually with a dentist for 10 years. And, and I, I love learning all that stuff, but the brain and everything else. And, but this is also something that you, you'll, you'll get something spiritually out of because God created us to go, wow totally different number one the first value amazing value is they are relationship geniuses they are they're relationship geniuses guys if you're married you're married to a genius see her whole purpose was to correct your aloneness (laughs) here listen to this every woman her purpose in life is to complete to complete a man, a family, a community. They're all about relationships. And God has actually hardwired them that way. Do you know little girls? I, I, I love babies, okay? Uh, I, I grew up with, I have five brothers and five sisters. I'm the second oldest of 11. So I got to kind of raise a lot of them. But I love babies. And if you take a little girl and, and say she's three months old and you look in her face, she'll just look at you, study you. And if you go, she'll go, if you go, she'll go, you walk across the room and she's watching you, watching your face. In the first four months of a little girl's life, she improves about 400% in her ability to understand emotions. She's trying to understand you. You know, put a little boy in front of your face. You know what he's doing? Get out of my face. You're blocking the world. In the first four months of his life, he improves zero. (laughs) He couldn't care less what you're feeling. He wants to figure out how do you throw this ball? How do you do this? How do you? It's all about doing. God has actually hardwired us so different and it's so amazing. Women, have you ever noticed women walk into a room, give them five minutes and they figure out the whole room. I used to take my wife when we first started, you know, dating, and I, I'd let her pick the seat. You know what seat she picked? The one facing everybody. And so I, I, I lost her, because she is, oh, 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 she understands what's going on in the room. It's so amazing. Women are are geniuses that way. You know, their peripheral vision is is amazing, much more than men. Us guys, we get trouble when we look that way she don't have to look that way she is looking that way <laughs> so many things about them. their color vision have you have you ever tried to tell a woman what color it is I like guys we, we have blue green red yellow maybe orange they have like 14 shades of white God has programmed them so much it's amazing and they're hearing they're hearing you know, I'm, I swear they have x-ray hearing. They do. I mean, when a woman says yes, do you know what she means? Not a clue. Could be anything. It's got to do with the tone. It's got to do with the inflection. It's, it's a whole different language. I won't go there because I'll get in trouble, I know. But, but they're geniuses number two second thing about women amazing is they have what's called women's intuition guys they have intuition you think well how do they know they don't know how they know they know and if you're married to one take it to the bank they know they really do something happens on the inside of her and she just how do you know I don't just just intuition well, really the way it works is, is our brains are so different. You know that we all have a right and a left hemisphere to our brain, and it's connected with a group of neurons in the middle called the corpus callosum. Well, in a little boy's brain, developing in his mother's womb, about nine weeks after uh, you know, conception, uh, that little boy has this amazing... Actually, you can't even tell the difference after about nine weeks, whether it's a boy or a girl, until this happens. But the little boy has this amazing thing where testosterone starts pumping through his system. And it changes a lot of things, especially his brain. And this is the thing I don't like, okay? <laughs> this is the truth too. And hey, first time I learned this, I would start studying. and This can't be true, but it is. The, the corpus callosum in a little boy's brain at about nine weeks, it's there, but it goes and shrinks. And cells die. It's like he, he's born brain damaged. <laughs> and every woman knows that's true. But, but what, 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 what happens is the connectivity, the bilateral thinking, it's about one-seventh. Women have seven times more bilateral thinking. So everything she sees... She actually is able to process it with what she feels and what her gut. And actually, there's a parts of your brain that, that um, uh, you know, process your gut reaction. And she's got a far more neurons in that area than guys do. It's just, it's a physiological fact. She has women's intuition. And it's a good thing. Amen, girls? Amen. Number three, they're great communicators. Why? Because they practice. a lot Have <laughs> you ever noticed little boys and little girls I mean I got four granddaughters and one of them her name's Gracie And about two years old I used to pray that she would breathe <laughs> it's like how could you just keep talking words 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 breathe breathe my oldest granddaughter she's gonna be 16 in two weeks and It was neat to to watch her when her brother, who's three years younger, comes into the world. For the first time in her life, she got to play with boy toys. And so her brother, his favorite toys were monster trucks. And it's so funny to watch a little girl play with monster trucks. (laughs) Do you know what a little girl does when you give her two monster trucks? They talk to each other. True, you girls know what I'm talking about. One's a mommy truck, the other's a daddy truck, and they're gonna have baby trucks. <laughs> and would you like to go to the ball with me today? <laughs> this is so funny, just, just recognizing the, the difference between guys and girls. If I, if, if, if I asked the women in this room, you know something, it would be really funny, and I'm, and I'm not asking you because I don't, I, I don't want to take the time and I don't want to make you feel funny. Uh, embarrassed or whatever, but if I ask the women in this room to make a machine gun sound, you, you might die laughing. It's so funny, and the reason that most of the girls are laughing is it's never crossed their mind. Why? Why would anybody make a machine gun sound? And the reason the guys are laughing is it's there's no such thing as a guy that hasn't made a machine gun sound. Everything's about all the the sounds at four years old a hundred percent of what comes out of a little girl's mouth is words actually communication words at four years old sixty percent of what comes out of a little boy's mouth are are just sounds That's all just sounds God made us different actually a woman has eleven percent more neurons in her brain to do with talking Oh, it's I could go on and on about this guy, guys. If you're married, talk to your wives. It's one of the it's one of the greatest joys in her life, you know. If, if a woman has a has a serious conversation with with uh, you know you for like 20 minutes, she experiences ecstasy, ecstasy that actually can only be compared to one other thing, which I won't go on to. It's amazing, guys. Okay, Did you know that. The the number one reason I think that women talk. Okay, I this I, I please I, I apologize before I say this, but <laughs> I think the number one reason that women talk is to find something else to talk about. <laughs> girls, 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 you know what? The number one reason men talk is to stop talking. that's why we want to answer and fix it <laughs> so that's why when you go to your husband and start talking about a problem he's gonna analyze it and come up with the answer and you are mad at him because you don't want the answer you just wanted to talk in it it's because god created us differently it's normal it's wonderful it's awesome stay amazed go wow i'm so glad you're like that <laughs> number four okay number four i gotta keep going number four i'm having fun though okay um the number four we re- think this day amazed is they enjoy seasons women have seasons and you know it's great to have seasons i've been places in the world where they don't have any seasons and it's kind of boring we have in vancouver we have four seasons four seasons of the year and it never gets boring everything's always changing and women are always changing from day to day, from hour to hour, <laughs> from month to month, from this time of the life to that time of the life, they, they go through seasons. I, I took actually, there's a series that I've taught called What Was I Thinking? And it's, it's a picture of a woman with a light bulb goes on. And it's this just understanding herself. And, and if you take it physically, it took me a whole hour to teach women about their hormones because they're, they're just amazing. If, if I were to teach men, it would take me like two minutes. Men don't have seasons. Well, they do. One. Summer. All their life long. Well, at the end, there's a little bit of a fall. But <laughs> typically, summer all their life long. But women are amazing. And enjoy the seasons. They're, they're, they're always changing. And the thing is that what, what you have to understand is God created them to be a challenge. He created all of us to be a challenge, by the way. You know Never think you got it all figured out. Because just when you think you got it all figured out, it's another season. It's kind of like the football player that kicks the ball and it's heading towards the goalpost and he thinks he's got it all made. But as soon as it leaves his foot, they move the goalposts. And, and you got to think again. Number five, the last one, this is my favorite one, why women are amazing. Number five, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. And girls, let me explain that. I'm not talking about Hollywood, I'm not talking about fashion magazine. I'm talking about every woman is beautiful. If you go back to the beginning, God says not good. We got problem, Houston, alone. Do you know that alone is a heart problem? It's not about being with people. Do you know there's husbands and wives that can sleep in the same bed and feel tortured because they're a million miles apart? People can live in buildings with 10,000 people in the building and feel lonely. It's a heart problem. So got a heart problem, okay, let's create the answer, create a woman. So wh- where's her treasure, where's her value? What, she, she fixed the heart problem? She's a heart answer. The treasure's in her heart. And every woman intuitively knows that. And that's why she's so upset when guys, all you see is the outside. All you see is the packaging. And actually, God created the challenge. Because, guys, we're moved by the outside. I mean, we're moved by the packaging. And when we see the packaging, it's like, you know, testosterone takes over. And and moms with sons. I wrote a book. And, you know, we've got a few resources out here. But this book, I think, is so valuable. What dads need to know about daughters and what moms need to know about sons. Moms, teach your sons. Teach your sons how to talk to a woman. Teach your sons that women have feelings, that women think. And you know the best way to teach him that is one day when the penny drops, he needs to know you're a woman. He needs to know how to talk to, to women. And when that day comes, hopefully he can have a conversation and begin to discover because really, that's the reason why young people or anybody wants to go on a date. It's a time to discover what's on the inside. And if nobody's taught him, he's going to get moved by the outside. And when testosterone takes over, his brain drains. Really, testosterone drains your brain, it, it does. It's a fright and flight hormone it changes blood supply within your body your muscles get pumped up your your heart you know rate goes up your temperature goes up where does that blood come from your brain that's why you know guys can act really stupid sometimes but we can teach our young men and guys we need to learn that the treasure in every woman's in her heart and every woman is beautiful and I learned this the the way I learned this the best was Three years ago, my mother went to heaven, Now she raised 11 kids. She's an amazing, amazing woman, and she had, she had cancer, and the cancer, um, she lost all her hair. She, she you know, typical, um, going through chemo and radiation and everything else. Finally, at the end, they brought her home the last couple of weeks to, to lie in her own bed, so she is in her bed. And with five brothers, five sisters, and all their kids, there's 80 of us, okay? That's called a crowd. And wow. And I was sitting one day watching her in her bedroom as this parade of grandchildren, great-grandchildren, kids went by her bed and they all loved her and they all wanted to say to her what she wanted to hear. That's what we do. Do you know what she heard over and over again? Granny, you are so beautiful. You look so beautiful. And I saw her eyes light up. Do you know, guys? If you are married, your wife needs, it's not just she likes to, she needs to hear you're beautiful. Fathers with daughters, don't you go through this, well, that's just not me, I'm tough, I'm just macho. Change. Open your mouth and tell your daughter that she's gorgeous, she's beautiful. And it's not about Hollywood, it's not about outside. They don't have to go through all that stuff to try and hear what should be theirs just because of birth. Okay? Here, I got through that. Now, now I'm going to get on to the fast and easy part of the service, which is the amazing value of men. <laughs> <laughs> should have about two minutes from this one, okay? No. Number one, they're focused. Have you ever noticed? Focused. Ever watch a guy watching TV? The house could be burning down. (laughs) Kids are screaming, can't hear them. (laughs) Focused. And actually, actually, it's physiologically there. Have you ever noticed the difference between little boys and little girls? little boys, they start doing something, you can't get their attention. I have a little grandson. His name's Jack. He's five. And when Jack is playing a game on, say, the iPad, you can be right beside him. Jack! Jack! He can't hear you there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system it's the part that tunes things out It's very well developed in men (laughs) honey you're not listening what (laughs) it has a purpose though it really does and you know that bilateral thinking stuff women are bilateral thinkers aren't they it's amazing Amazing, a woman, my, my mother was amazing. She could be in the kitchen, she, she'd be, um, you know, she'd be ironing or cooking, and at the same time she'd be have the radio on, maybe the television, maybe a magazine on, and she knew where every kid in the house was. I mean, just multitask. We don't have that problem. Men don't have the problem because we're, we're not multitaskers. If I'm driving and my wife's talking to me, I'll miss my turn off. And it's your fault. You were drive you were talking to me while I'm driving. <laughs> but it allows us to be focused. And focus is very important. Why? Why? Well, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know every man was created for greatness. We're created to, to give our life, created to be a hero. And you know one day, if something were to happen to you, he would, he there's it's, it's amazing what a man will do. But I think the greatest compliment my wife ever gave me was a number of years ago. She said to me, John, if I'm ever in a crisis, there's only one person I want beside me. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't actually say something that would be um, more flattering to a man than that. Why? Because that's what we're created for. But you know what happens in a crisis, guys? You all know what I'm talking about. The crisis happens and... Everything gets tuned out. And everything goes to slow motion. And whatever it takes, you'll do it. doesn't matter if it hurts. doesn't matter. You don't think about that. You just, this is, this is what you're created for. And I believe that starts with recognizing even the hardwiring is so different okay amazing value of men they're focused don't take that as a a negative take it as as what it's for a positive number two second value they're aggressive have you ever noticed boys when they play we don't play house no we play fighting we play wrestling when dad's bonding with his sons what are they doing they're sweating on each other, they're 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 wrestling on the floor, and as far as we're concerned, unless you kill the other person, everything's okay. You can't go that far, but you, can, you. And, and I really think, actually, if you were to study it, you'd find out there's there's centers in our brain that are the centers, like the amygdala, which is a center for aggression, very well developed in males, and and it's it's normal. The whole thing about challenge, why we're always challenging ourselves to be better. We're always challenging ourselves to, to to go beyond. When when you've got you know guys that are are learning to ski, it's not good enough to go down to Bunny Hill 50 times. One time may be okay. But then we gotta go to the next and the next, and we always gotta be challenging ourselves. I remember, you know, was you know Bobby Houston from from Hillsong? I'm, I'm talking about this, and she says, Boy, I don't know what you're talking about. She's got two sons. She says, my, We were up on Whistler, we were skiing, and my boys wanted to just, you know, I thought they wanted to bond with me, so they're gonna take me skiing. And they took her up to Black Diamond. <laughs> and she said, I was paralyzed standing there as they were starting to do all these jumps and show off. Look at me, mom. They <laughs> almost killed themselves, but she's cringing. And she was thinking, Where's the love in this? Total guy. Why? Because we're honing those skills to be the best, to do the best, to, to be the man, to, to be all that we can be. Really, it's so male. And the, the whole thing about aggression, recognize testosterone is an aggressive hormone. It really is. It brings out aggression. And a lot of times, you know, guys, we feel bad that we've got testosterone. We feel bad that we, we, we actually have this sex drive. And this is what, the way I put it. Listen, it's like having a big motor under the hood of your car it's not bad to have a big motor under the hood of your car as long as you've got a brain behind the wheel okay just learn how to work this machinery and then work it and it's 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 God given it has a purpose for it it's amazing I was in Uganda I've been there a number of times and a couple years ago I was speaking to the teenage boys about sex and teaching them how to live moral and how to actually look after this piece of machinery so it doesn't control you and I noticed there was about 200 boys in the room that that were you know really tough looking and I thought where are they coming from and I found out later they were child soldiers Have you ever heard of child soldiers like blood diamond it's real then they've been rescued and and now they're sitting in a room and they've done crazy things they've probably been murder and rape and all kinds of things taught to do that and now they're sitting in a room listening to a guy teach him how to be moral and how to you know keep keep sex for marriage and after it was all over with question and answer and this one 18 year old um really tough looking kid put up his hand and he said to me preacher get real would you just just be practical for a moment how do you expect me to control this sex drive like he was really something. And I said to him, when your purpose gets bigger than your penis, you'll have no problem. Ooh, silence. You see, purpose is the big thing. There's a purpose for testosterone. There's a purpose for the way God created us. And there's a purpose that guys are aggressive, and and we've got that challenge on the inside of us. Number three, we're strong. Real men are strong, but not just strong on the outside, more on the inside. It's more about heart strength on the inside. And heart strength is, is so amazing. You know, actually it's strength to give. It's strength to, to, to live for others. It's strength to make a difference in your world. It's strength to love. But love isn't a feeling. Love is giving. Love is powerful. God is love. And I believe that a real man uh, ha- is strong on the inside and it's seen by what he does on the outside. Listen to this. In Proverbs eleven twenty four, the Message Bible says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Most men relate with being larger, bigger. What boy hasn't argued with the other boys? My dad's bigger than your dad. Come on. My dad's stronger than your dad. Malehood and strength and being stronger is synonymous, but really it's a heart thing that makes a difference in our world. Amen? Courage is the heart strength to do the difficult. It's funny how our world today, if you were to look and melt down our world and say, what's the goal of every human being? You might think it's, I want to be comfortable. I want things easy. I want a marriage that's comfortable. I want a nice house that's comfortable. I want a job with security. I want comfortable, comfortable. We weren't created for comfortable. We were created to change the world. That's what a man's all about: change the world. You need to be strong to do that. I would say this: if you really want to be comfortable, get a coffin. <laughs> really, it's satin lined. Very comfortable, and you can spend the rest of eternity like. Number four, men have egos. These are all things that can be taken negative, but actually it's just something that you need to feed because it's for you. It's this, this ability to, for him to believe he can do it. He can make a difference. And let me get to the last one. Number five, this is my favorite, they're heroes. Men are heroes. Every little boy grows up with a dream to be a hero. A hero. Ephesians 5, 25, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. That's what a hero is. And you don't have to win a gold medal in the Olympics to be a hero or win the Super Bowl to be a hero. It actually takes a lifetime. You can't give your life on a cross. Jesus did that, but you can live your life like that. Let me close with this one little thing. I wrote this that I think gives you a better idea of what a hero is. My hero isn't Superman, Batman, or Iron Man. He's not the strongest, fastest, or biggest. He's not known for his talent, fame, or possessions. Most people wouldn't even know him, but he's a hero to me. My hero has calloused hands, worn-out joints. His hair is sparse and white. His face is worn and wrinkled. His voice is deep and soft-laden with emotion and wisdom. Most have never felt his touch or seen his smile, but he's a hero to me. My hero loved my mom and was a faithful husband for over 57 years. He helped raise 11 strong, God-loving children that are a blessing to all. He loved her to the end and still struggles daily, missing her deeply. He walked with us through the pain of losing and burying another hero, his son Joe. Most would never know his faithfulness or his sacrifice, but he's a hero to me. My hero has earned my respect. His example has changed my world. He set the bar high for me and the generations after me. No one else could take his place because my hero is my dad. It's achievable. Can you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for this amazing congregation, this amazing church. Pastor Rob, Becca, all the team. Lord, the ability, the the privilege we have to do life together, to help each other, to encourage each other. I pray that the words tonight would, would go as encouragement, as fuel for every one of us. I thank you, Lord, for healing, for empowerment, encouragement, for strength. I pray every marriage walks out of this place stronger. Every person walks out empowered to believe for the best make a difference in this world. And I thank you, Lord, for your blessing now. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, everybody.